Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Team Success Podcast. In a previous episode, I talked about creativity and whether or not it comes from inspiration or frustration, kind of what to do about that. Well, I realized one of the things that really inspires me to creativity is working with people who are very different than I am, that have a unique perspective. And I wanted to talk about that. My inspiration for this particular topic did also come from another conversation when I was on a podcast. And this gentleman asked me a really interesting question. And this was Scott Sambucci, by the way. And he asked me, he said, Shannon, what's a really important component of a great team for you? My answer was diversity. And he said, well, what kind of diversity? Like ethnic diversity, and racial diversity? And I said, oh, actually, no, that is the normal way of talking about diversity. And that's great. So yes, I like that too. But I realized what I actually meant was talent diversity. I want people who bring a different perspective. And by the way, it's not always the easiest to have a conversation with someone who's got maybe a different motivation, a different way of solving problems, a different amount of history or experience with something, especially if I've been around forever and they're in their third day. You know, it can be sometimes challenging to, for yourself, for myself, I should say, to go, okay, this person has something to contribute. My job is to figure out what that is. <laughs> you know, that's how I coach myself on it. But I realized that's how I get the best result. So I want to talk about talent diversity. Like, what does that mean? And I want you to think about your own team. And I want you to think about about the organization that you're part of and are you encouraging talent diversity? Again, diversity is a big topic. There's a lot of political correctness. You know, I'm in Canada, so it's a big deal. I realize I actually prioritize talent diversity over pretty much any other kind of diversity. You know, people can come from whatever background, be whatever color, and I want to know, okay, how do you do things? What's your background? What ideas do you have? That's what matters to me. I want to know, are they engaged in the project and what we're up to? And what's their perspective on it? And I didn't always, by the way, have this appreciation. And you may not have either. Most of us kind of come into the world thinking other people are a lot like us. We come with our own biases. And one of the things that's really interesting is, I'm talking talent bias here rather than any other kind, because we like talking to other people who think like we do. It feels really, really good. <laughs> we talk the same way. We think the same things are important. We prioritize the same types of things. You know, we think that the timelines should be the same. You know, it's really fun to find your way of thinking in another human. That's just very satisfying. It's like, oh, I get you. You get me. This is fun. We can talk forever. And that's actually one of the dangers. I'm a big fan of Colby, K-O-L-B-E dot com, if you want to check that out, because it's a profile that measures not personality and not intelligence, nor is it a test. You cannot fail it. But it does measure how people problem solve and strive. One of the things about me is I'm what's called initiating quick start. And I actually do hang out with a lot of other quick starts. So, you know, a lot of our entrepreneurial clients are quick starts. Some of my other team leaders are too. And it feels awesome. It feels so great. You know, talking to other quick starts, we just brainstorm, we make stuff up, and we innovate. And when we're done the conversation, we just leave, and nothing happens. <laughs> so it feels awesome, feels great, but there is no result. Now, since I am committed to getting results, I am committed to producing results, I am committed to things growing, I have to look outside my own way of doing things. And in fact, it's interesting that when Strategic Coach first started, 
we had a lot of what's called initiating quick starts. You know, Dan's a 10, Babs is a 9, I'm a 9, other people are 8s. And then we had one person who was not initiating a quick start. She was initiating what's called fact finder and follow through. Poor thing. She would be in our meetings and she would start vibrating after about the second idea. And we'd be on idea 22 and she was still trying to figure out how to make number two happen. And then we would want to like leave the meeting and she'd go, well, which idea are you actually going to do? We'd be like, oh, Good question. Which one are we going to do? And it wasn't until she prompted us with that critical question, because we'd just been brainstorming, that things actually started to have traction. So in fact, she ended up, the way I remembered anyway, she ended up leaving the meetings and only coming in at the end (laughs) to ask us this question. And she was the one who could actually plot out how long something would take, what facts were required, how much it would cost, all of that really pertinent information, because we're all very extreme and at our point in our company, it wasn't until we had that diversity of perspective and how her mental energy plays out that we were like, oh, we started actually to get somewhere. Literally, I remember having the same meeting every two weeks for years <laughs> until it was Tanya actually went, um, what idea are you actually going to decide on? And we're like, oh, this one. So that was kind of a fun process. So it took us a while to clue in. We didn't actually know about Colby at that point. We kind of figured out the problem later. But, you know, when you're with someone who's just like you, Colby defines that state as inertia. (laughs) So inertia, you know, when items at rest, it will stay at rest. If it's in motion, it will stay in motion. And in this case, we were in motion with our ideas, but it wasn't actually going anywhere. And until we had some counter forces in play, we didn't actually get productive. But again, inertia feels awesome, feels so good feels so nice. It feels like a hug, (laughs) but doesn't get you anywhere. So when you start to welcome other people's perspective and you start to back down on your own, your own is valid, but it's only one perspective. You start to say, I'm sure system, in my case, I'm in what's called a two and follow through, which is the instinct to arrange and design. So I have very little mental energy for that. And when I do, it comes in at the very last minute, not particularly helpful for creating a system, especially one that you can repeat over and over again. So really paying attention to, okay, well, I need to bring in this other person because they're going to have an idea about how we can do this more than once. I need some research, but if I were to do this, I'll be exhausted and probably not come up with a great answer. Let me give it to someone who I just know is brilliant at searching out stuff. So I actively assemble a team that has very different striving instincts than I do. And I listen and I pay attention and I don't shut them down. You may have heard me say this before, but one of our clients, Peter, has this awesome quote. He says it about Colby, but it could be true about a lot of things. He said, before I knew about Colby, I thought everyone was just like me, only not as good, (laughs) which never fails to crack me up. You know, when I started to have a much broader perspective after learning about tools like Colby, like StrengthsFinder, like DISC, and other profiles identify people's motivations and even intelligence, I really started to appreciate that there is an enormous diversity about how people approach things. And did I know that before? Sure, intellectually. But did I appreciate the contribution it could make to what we were up to and to being productive and creative and getting stuff done? No. I'm a fairly effusive personality when I'm with clients and teammates. I'm outgoing. When I go home, I'm not. I'm an introvert. I just read. So I look like a different person. But when I'm at work, I want to get some stuff done. And I work with some people who are very quiet. 
you know, have very what's called low affect. They don't tell their face <laughs> how they're feeling very much. It's interesting because I have to cross a bit of a divide, you know, to go and hang out with them. But I actively do. And I calm myself down a little bit. And I, you know, try not to scare them just by being me. And we've had some brilliant conversation. And I've been able to create value for them. And they create enormous value for me. And I love the ability to be in teamwork with someone who's not like me. A little bit of me goes a long way. I don't need 18 me's. I need people who can contribute other things. I just thought the term team diversity was really interesting when we were talking about it. And I wanted to share that with you because I think it's not a way that we think about things very often. And it can provide us some real access to helping other people. It's like, oh, well, let's welcome the diversity of approaches and talents and capabilities and strengths that are not the same as ours. And that will make us stronger and richer, you know, which is what diversity does. It makes us much more complete, I think. Anyway, I thought this was a really interesting conversation. So how can you take action on this? Because you want to be able to overcome our natural biases. You know, we feel comfortable with people like us. And how can we actually do this? So number one is get to know yourself. So I've talked about know thyself. I think that's key. But also start to have other people that you care about do some of these same profiles, be it Colby, StrengthsFinder, DISC, what have you. Have them do profiles and talk about it. Read their results. Have them read yours. Talk about how your different approaches to things are. I'll give you an example of Tammy. So Tammy and I work on a lot of different projects together. The title that I give her is Director of Operations. I don't know if she gives herself that title or not, but that's how I think about her. She runs so much of our company. She runs the entire coaching schedule. She manages the program advisors, which is a massive proportion of our revenue. You know, she's just incredibly smart and capable and has an insane quick start, but also follow through. So she's very organized. And one of her strengths is deliberative. So where I'm like quick, communicate quickly and think super fast. She thinks fast too, but she doesn't necessarily say it until she has thought it all through. How else she can mastermind 15 associate coaches, Dan, me, all of our workshops, 500 workshops a quarter. This is her, (laughs) which holds 2,500 to 3,000 clients. It's a lot of people's lives to organize and she does it brilliantly. So it's interesting. Like I know when Tammy comes to me with either a scheduling idea or a workshop thing, she has thought it through. She's not thinking it through with me necessarily. I mean, not that she's not open to my input because she is, but I know that she's going to come at it from a very thoughtful perspective. I love that. You know, I know that if one of my team members who is very strategic is going to think through strategy with me. Love that. There's some people on your team that probably are great at relationship strengths. We have that in our company. And if I'm not clear on how I can have a better relationship with someone, I will go and talk to them and get their advice. What would you do in this situation? You know, they have a lot of relationship strengths in their, you know, strengths finder. They'll say, oh, have you asked them this question? Or have you tried this? Or maybe this is what's going on with them. I'm like, oh, wow. I mean, I'm not inept at this, but I don't have that same depth. And I love being able to access other people's strengths and they really appreciate it. You know, when we can share what we're naturally good at with other people who appreciate it, yes, you know, that's a big win for everybody. So do your own profiles, read them, you have your teammates do them. I find that super helpful. But also you want to have just the mindset, you want to encourage this with your team. It's like, oh, well, let's hear what, you know, John or Joe or Sarah or Sam has to say 
because they're going to have a different perspective on it. You know, this person was actually working with our client last week. We weren't there. So let's hear what this person has to say. You know, this person's put out, they come from a branding and advertising background. You know, let's see. So unless I'd actually checked out that person and gotten to know them and know that they had that history, I can't bring it in. So getting to know people, really appreciating that every single new person on your team, even ones that have been around for a long time, if you have not had an in-depth conversation with them or know how they approach things, you won't know how to tap into it. And since I'm all about maximizing entrepreneurial teamwork, I think this is something that we can really take advantage of. This is like untold riches that are just lying around (laughs) that we can take better advantage of, not in a manipulative way, but in a contributing way. And my experience is people love to be accessed for their innate capabilities and perspectives. And so my strong recommendation is that you encourage and support talent diversity. Be conscious of your own biases. We have them. And sometimes you need to go hang out with someone who's just like you, just restore your energy bucket. You want to fill that up a little bit. And then Go out and actively encourage and ask for other people's perspectives and know know who to go to. Find out about people so that you can maximize that. So I hope your team is diverse and I hope you are taking maximum advantage of that. And if not, you may have some work to do. So let us know how that goes at questions at strategiccoach.com. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, here's to your team success. Hi, Shannon here. And thank you very much for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take a moment to rate the Team Success Podcast on iTunes, and we'd love it if you'd share the podcast with anyone else who could benefit. If you're interested in learning more about the Strategic Coach Program for Entrepreneurs, visit us at strategiccoach.com or the Strategic Coach channel on YouTube. For free downloads and more Team Success strategies, visit teamsuccesshandbook.com.